0: CHAPTER SIX OF ANTHEM BY Ian RAND This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. We have not written for thirty days. For thirty days we have not been here in our tunnel. We had been caught. It happened on that night when we wrote last. We forgot, that night, to watch the sand in the glass which tells us when three hours have passed and it is time to return to the city theatre. When we remembered it, the sand had run out. We hastened to the theater, but the big tent stood grey and silent against the sky. The streets of the city lay before us, dark and empty. If we went back to hide in our tunnel, we would be found and our light found with us. So we walked to the home of the street sweepers. When the Council of the Home questioned us, we looked upon the faces of the Council, but there was no curiosity in those faces, and no anger and no mercy. So when the oldest of them asked us, where have you been? We thought of our glass box and of our light, and we forgot all else, and we answered, we will not tell you. The oldest did not question us further. They turned to the two youngest and said, and their voice was bored, take our brother, Equality 72521, to the palace of corrective detention, lash them until they tell. So we were taken to the stone room under the palace of corrective detention. This room has no windows, and it is empty save for an iron post. Two men stood by the post, naked but for leather aprons and leather hoods over their faces. Those who had brought us departed, leaving us to the two judges who stood in a corner of the room. The judges were small, thin men, gray and bent. They gave the signal to the two strong hooded ones. They tore the clothes from our body. They threw us down upon our knees, and they tied our hands to the iron post. The first blow of the lash felt as if our spine had been cut in two. The second blow stopped the first, and for a second we felt nothing. Then the pain struck us in our throat, and fire ran in our lungs without air. But we did not cry out. The lash whistled like a singing wind. We tried to count the blows, but we lost count. We knew the blows were falling upon our back, only we felt nothing upon our back any longer. A flaming grill kept dancing before our eyes, and we thought of nothing save that grill. A grill, a grill of red squares, and then we knew that we were looking at the squares of the iron grill in the door, and there were also the squares of stone on the walls, and the squares which the lash was cutting upon our back, crossing and recrossing itself in our flesh. Then we saw a fist before us; it knocked our chin up, and we saw the red froth of our mouth on the withered fingers and The judge asked, "Where have you been?" But we jerked our head away, hid our face upon our tied hands, and bit our lips. The lash whistled again. We wondered who was sprinkling burning coal-dust upon the floor, for we saw drops of red twinkling on the stones around us. Then we knew nothing save two voices snarling steadily, one after the other, even though we knew they were speaking many minutes apart. Where have you been? Where have you been? Where have you been? Where have you been? And our lips moved, but the sound trickled back into our throat, and the sound was only the light, the light, the light. Then we knew nothing. We opened our eyes lying on our stomach on the brick floor of a cell. We looked upon two hands lying far before us on the bricks, and we moved them, and we knew that they were our hands. But we could not move our body. Then we smiled, for we thought of the light and that we had not betrayed it. We lay in our cell for many days. The door opened twice each day once for the men who brought us bread and water, and once for the judges. Many judges came to our cell, first the humblest, and then the most honored judges of the city. They stood before us in their white togas, and they asked, Are you ready to speak? But we shook our head, lying before them on the floor, and they departed. We counted each day and each night as it passed. Then, tonight, we knew that we must escape. For tomorrow, the World Council of Scholars is to meet in our city. It was easy to escape from the palace of corrective detention. The locks are old on the doors, and there are no guards about. There is no reason to have guards, for men have never defied the council so far as to escape from whatever place they were ordered to be. Our body is healthy, and strength returns to it speedily. We lunged against the door, and it gave way. We stole through the dark passages, and through the dark streets, and down into our tunnel. WE LIT THE CANDLE, AND WE SAW THAT OUR PLACE HAD NOT BEEN FOUND, AND NOTHING HAD BEEN TOUCHED, AND OUR GLASS BOX STOOD BEFORE US ON THE COLD OVEN, AS WE HAD LEFT IT. WHAT MATTER THEY NOW, THE SCARS UPON OUR BACK? TOMORROW, IN THE FULL LIGHT OF DAY, WE SHALL TAKE OUR BOX, AND LEAVE OUR TUNNEL OPEN, AND WALK THROUGH THE STREETS TO THE HOME OF THE SCHOLARS. WE SHALL PUT BEFORE THEM THE GREATEST GIFT EVER OFFERED TO MEN. WE SHALL TELL THEM THE TRUTH. We shall hand to them, as our confession, these pages we have written. We shall join our hands to theirs, and we shall work together, with the power of the sky, for the glory of mankind. Our blessing upon you, our brothers. Tomorrow you will take us back into your fold, and we shall be an outcast no longer. Tomorrow we shall be one of you again. Tomorrow. End of chapter 6